morning, everyone. Good morning. Welcome to another fantastic Monday. I'm so excited for today uh, for a lot of reason, actually. So it's June 1st um, and today is actually our birthday, well, our anniversary in our business. So uh, Change My Life Coaching and Change My Business Coaching uh, just hit eight years old. So uh, so congratulations to the team that I know is on here um, and congratulations to uh, everyone uh, that is uh, been participating for this whole amount of time and even from our clients perspective. And so Catherine, over to you to take care of all that great stuff with people kind of coming in. Uh, let me just stop the share so you can see actually me. Hello. 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 Okay. A couple things before we get started. Thank you so much, everyone. Um, Thank you for the birthday wishes. Lots of great stuff going on here. Before we introduce, or before I introduce you to the, to the good Dr. Breen, a couple things I'd like to start off with is um, in the chat box, please let us know uh, where you are um, from. What's your business? You know, what city are you in? What do you do in your business? Just so Dr. Breen and I could know who's here. And so we want to make sure when we're having this conversation, we're as responsive as possible by just kind of engaging you guys in and all that needs to kind of happen. So um, today we're going to talk about health, wealth, and time with Dr. Breen. And so what does that all actually mean? Um, we're going to figure that out, right? Like, what does a chiropractor know about time, health, and wealth, and all that stuff? We often say, what is it that you do covet in your business, right? So we want to be able to do that. At any point, feel free to add a comment and do anything like that if you'd like to share uh, some information, maybe your experience or ask a question. Uh, we'll definitely be monitoring that. We'll also be including some amazing links for you guys to be able to stay connected connected and see what else we want to do because this meeting is so tight and lots of great information because you will find out shortly that Dr. Breen and I can talk about these three things all day every day so we want to give you the most out of this uh, 30 minute meeting here um, and so that's definitely something that we want to be able to deliver on Dr. Breen will has agreed and he will be staying on 15 minutes after the meeting for those who just have those uh, questions or comments or anything like that so without further ado I would like to introduce Dr. Breen but first, let me tell you a little bit about Sir Dr. Breen. Dr. Breen is a chiropractor in a central in Central Calgary. His focus is postural me um, uh, mechanics and pain relief and preserving functional range of motion. I know those words sounds very busy and they sound like multiple things to you. He's going to explain that. Dr. Breen also emphasizes health optimization and is um, a practitioner of personalized lifestyle medicine. We're going to get into that as well. He's the cow. He's also the co-founder with the Healthy Transformation Program, a program that I have been in on a couple of years ago. I think there's a few people on here as well have been on it. Only 65 pounds I've lost. No big deal. It's just I'm just telling you these things are just possible. Dr. Breen's clinical philosophy is that healthfulness energy, vitality, and sustained quality of life are easily achievable with customized and personalized chiropractic and lifestyle intervention. One of the things that Dr. Breen often say is, live life to its fullest by being healthy. It's never too late to feel better. Dr. Breen, welcome to the meeting. Did I miss anything? After we've read your lips, unmute yourself, and then we're good to go. <laughs> Uh, 
we were kidding earlier that I needed a personal assistant and and right now you're it <laughs> <laughs> apparently welcome welcome happy welcome. birthday kyle you Thank look you. a little older than eight but it's only the gray in your beard that gives that away yeah it's because i dyed gray i dyed gray for wisdom <laughs> i'm gonna send you an avocado with a candle in. <laughs> that's brilliant that's brilliant so dr green let's talk about this for a second let's just talk about this for a second because i really want our listeners and people who are viewing as well just to really kind of understand when we constantly talk about what is it that you covet and we often say Mm -hmm. is it health wealth and time and so what do you mean by that well uh we live our lives you know starting out uh at a young age and and at a certain point in kind of the socialization process we start to look forward we start to uh try to plan our future and try to see the thing that we that we that we want and um typically uh what happens is is that we desire to have time to to do the things that we want to do whatever they may be and they can be all kinds of different things but we we want time and the way life unfolds sometimes we get uh, quite busy with all kinds of things, running businesses and raising families and, and lots of different things. And time seems to be um, uh, kind of taken away from us. And I think everyone listening has had a, a circumstance where they may have said to themselves, geez, I wish I had more time to do blank. And one of the other things that we also covet is is wealth, is to have money. And I'm not talking about uh, a billionaire kind of wealth. I'm just talking about the kind of wealth that allows us to uh, participate in life and, in, and to an enjoy life to the extent um, that we have seen or envisioned, perhaps. And boy, you do a lot of work in, uh, in that area and helping people see where they want to go. Um, <clears throat> and that's a, that's a wonderful thing. Um, the trouble is, is that there's another part to the equation. And the other part to the equation is actually health. And yet in our culture, we tend not to, to, um, to seek out healthfulness as part of the formula. And yet it's really a very fundamental piece of the formula. Um, <clears throat> you might know this already, Colin might have mentioned it, but in Canada, 89% of the population is going to die of a chronic disease. That's wow. nine out of 10 people. 89%. It's a remarkably high number. And so how is it that 89% of the people can die of a chronic disease? And yet at the same time, we're wanting to increase our, our wealth and we're wanting to have access to time so that we can enjoy our life. So um, if, if I could, Kyle, is it okay to, to show these things? I just a little kind of graph stuff. That yeah, I, yeah, please. yeah. If you could break that down, because I think that's the, the main thing for a lot of people is we hear those three things. And then we often wonder, yes, we know the thing about time. Right. And you hear, right. we often will talk about, you know, you can never find five minutes ago, right. You can never find right. five minutes ago. It's not a renewable resource. So please break this down. First. So what does this look there's a little kind of graph. I like graphs, uh, health, wealth, and time on one side. And this is the graph of time. We start at the beginning of our life uh, and we are raising families. And as we go towards the end of our life, and this is a very general thing, but as we get older, um, time tends to increase. Oh, pardon me. I did that back to front. That's mm-hmm. time right there. But wealth, in fact, is the same. Uh, we mm-hmm. start with not much. We're spending money raising families. And then towards the end, we have uh, uh, wealth accumulation to the extent that's, um, um, that's unique to all of us. And there's time and wealth together. They're kind of parallel courses. Uh, and then we look at that one and then we compare that to the health curve. Whoa. It's the opposite. We start out generally healthy. And then for many people, again, I said, 
89%, almost 9 out of 10 people will die of a chronic disease. That right there, Kyle, that's the course of chronic disease. It doesn't just hit you at the end. It hits you somewhere through the middle, and then you're never the same again. And that's a really quite important point. So when we put these things together, here is the conundrum that exists. <clears throat> that's okay. health, wealth, and time. Okay, and Dr. Green, hold, so, hold on there. Yeah. I have to interrupt you. Keep that, keep that up. <laughs> keep that up for a second. Just hold okay. that up for a second. So you're telling me it's possible that, um, and I know there's some financial advisors on here who, again, Dr. Breen says, I'm going to have wealth by the end of my life, right? Later on in my life. Right, so I right. want to make sure that's happening. So what I'm saying, and all jokes aside, what I'm saying is that, um, what at least what I'm interpreting from that is that one can potentially have a lot of time and wealth, but is sick. A hundred percent. Correct. Again, I've made the point already a few times. <clears throat> this is nine out of 10 of us. This is not a small number. A lot, a lot of people get so ill towards the end of their life that they truly have the inability to enjoy the things that you brought up at the beginning, the things that we envision that we want for ourselves, and health becomes the reason. Now, then we're just talking about retirement. This could actually be the ability to run your business, the mm -hmm. energy to run your business, the capacity to, to uh, have novel thought, to think well, to do all of the kinds of things. This is all connected to health, and yet it's not plugged into that equation as much as it ought to be. And that's not a problem with the financial planners, for sure. That's a cultural problem. That's, that's the consequence of us not valuing um, long-term healthfulness. And that's the business that I'm in, and yet the influence or the impact of long-term healthfulness is ubiquitous. I mean, it affects every single thing that we do. <clears throat> Business, recreation, personal sense of value, everything is connected to how well we are. And when we're not well, the sense of, of personal value that we have in any aspect of your life that's important becomes compromised. And so that's regardless of if you're a student, if you're a leader, if you are a home, stay-at-home parent, if you are a uh, business owner, right? If you don't mm -hmm have that optimal health, then everything, it just seems labeled. I know that was my story prior to joining mm -hmm. the healthy transformation, right? It's just every, I mean, mm -hmm. I can do it, but things got tiring. Like it was just tiring at the end of the day. Yeah. And, and the thing that's really interesting to me about this, and it relates to, to your business, Kyle, mm -hmm. is people will perhaps come to you and say, why am I struggling? Mm -hmm. And one of the most remarkable things that, that, that you do in, in one of your top seven or top 10 elements to run a successful business. And I can't remember which one it is, but it was in the, it was closer to the top is don't eat French fries, uh, yeah. which is a, uh, <laughs> uh, like a, it's a remarkable way of stating that you can't really do what you want to do uh, in life and particularly in business from a business coach perspective, if you're not well, um, but people will come and they say, I don't know why I don't have energy. I can't figure out why I'm not motivated. And one of the great questions, one of the big questions is how's your health? Because those things are related back to that. The psychology that you have, the motivation that you have, really fascinating stuff connected to what is the makeup of the microbiome of your gut? Holy mackerel, this is an interesting thought, is that the ability for us to actually generate thoughts and come up with concepts and new ideas is in fact related to how well our microbiome actually speaks to our brain, what's called the gut-brain axis. And... Um, the ability of that to, to function properly is absolutely connected to every thought that we have. 
uh, perceptions, interpretations, motivation, all connected to, uh, to uh, or can be connected to, uh, to that element. And it's a, it's a really, really key thing. So these are, these are not separate things. They're remarkably interconnected, uh, uh, personal growth, business growth, and, and healthfulness. So one more picture. Yeah, because I'm just curious around the when you say microbiome of a gut in layman's term, just asking for a friend, what exactly does that mean? <laughs> the microbiome is the the multitude of microorganisms that actually exists on us and particularly in us, um, a great number of which are living in our gastrointestinal system. Um, Boy, this is the part that you and I could talk about for hours. So, so if, if it turns into a runaway, you're going to have to grab me. Uh, <laughs> there's, every human being has about 10 trillion cells. Uh, I don't know, some grad student counted them up one afternoon in a lab somewhere, but about 10 trillion cells, and yet it's been interpreted that there's 100 trillion microorganisms that exist in us and on us, 10 times as many microorganisms in every single one of us who's listening to this right now than there are human cells. And then the, the thing that makes it even more remarkable is that we have our own DNA, right? We have our genes, and I won't go into the whole details of that, but so do the bugs. Mm-hmm. Bugs have DNA as well. And when you look at the total volume of the DNA of the bugs and the total DNA of us at this very second, only 1% of the DNA that's actually functioning in your body right now is your own. 99% of the DNA functioning in your body right now is the DNA of the bugs. So it is this remarkable act, um, um, uh, interactivity between our DNA and the bugs' DNA that right. makes you you and makes me right. me in all the different ways that we, uh, we function, uh, physiologically, so, biologically, how we interact, remarkable stuff. So I'm full of bugs. Can I say that to Christopher? That he's full of bugs? <laughs> Can I say that? Yeah. It's not a good moment right now to be a germaphobe. We've got to, we've got to get past this for this meeting. Right. <laughs> got it. So, okay. So Dr. Yeah. Green, you have another um, chart there. I'd, I'd love to see it because I want to understand, you know, what is the mindfulness? What's the, what, what, where should one be when we talk about being mindful um, when it comes yep. to optimizing our health? Like what mindset does one need to be in? Boy, and then neat. we can get into some of the, what are some actions? Before I should be, thanks. Okay. Before I show the picture, the first piece of mindfulness is that it's possible. That's a key thing. There's a lot of unhealthy people out there who think this is their lot in life. And boy, I'm super happy to be able to tell you that that's not the case. You can do all kinds of things to make yourself well at pretty much any point uh, along this. So here's the last one. There's the, the declining health curve. And you might see right at the top, I put rectangularization of health decline. Really, this is what we should be seeking, is a very slow decline, minimal decline in our health. And then right. we get to a certain point, and there's a rapid drop. And yet this constitutes a very, very, very small percentage of the people um, in our culture, and this represents the majority. So what happens? There's this giant gap in here. And what does that gap represent? Mm-hmm. That's quality of life. It's quality of life that we're missing, and it could be anything that you can think of. It might be playing with your grandkids. It might be running your business. It could be hiking up a mountain. Um, you know, anything that you can imagine of the things that you said earlier on that we covet, that we mm-hmm. want to be able to do, um, is compromised because of that. And uh, health optimization, therefore, is the, the approach to improving your health list uh, by way of, of 
conceptually simple things. It certainly requires application, but not the least of which is food. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Determining the outcome that we have with our health is significantly influenced by what we stick between our lips. Um, not just today, but every single day uh, and every single meal. Uh, and when we do that really, really well, and, and this is without hyperbole, the impact that this has on the outcome of our life, of our business, of our relationships, of everything that we do is impacted by this single thing. Uh, and sadly, we've grown up in a culture, all of us to a large extent, where that piece that I just said has been not only not emphasized, in fact, it's probably been de-emphasized mm -hmm. to the point where some even health provi uh, providers in some circumstances say it doesn't matter what you eat, at which point I would pull my hair out if I had any. But <laughs> I don't know so, what that feels so like, but <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, we, we can't fall into that trap anymore. I mean, what right. we do with the food every single day is, is so, so foundational to uh, everything that we do, including what you do in your business and, mm -hmm. uh, and part of the reason why people have come to, to, to listen to your mindset meetings. Mm -hmm. Two things, Dr. Brain. One, it yeah. what you just said about food uh, reminded me of something my mom has said when I was quite young, and I think sometimes she still says it. Uh, but, you know, you get to a certain point, you just start tuning in and out, right? But um, yeah. she said it quite often, and I think most parents say this as well, you know, be mindful of what you put in your mouth right? And that still holds true around being mindful of the things that we put. The second part is, and I know with, uh, you, you run the Healthy Transformation Program with uh, my business partner, Christopher Lawrence, and one of the things that I know we got out of it is both of you uh, actually shift my mindset when you made the statement around what food actually is, because the common perception is food is fuel. But what is it that you and Christopher often say when we talk about what food also is besides fuel? Yeah, yeah. And uh, one of the classes that we run, we, we do exactly as you remember, I ask people, what is food? And they go, well, food is energy or food is fuel. And we go, yes. Um, but that equates food to gasoline in, in an interesting way. And it's, it's so much more than gasoline. And people say, well, food is nutrients. So well, yeah, for sure it is. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's carbohydrates and it's proteins and it's fats and it's other kinds of micronutrients and that's it. But really when you get right down to it, and this is, I'm glad you brought this up, Kyle, because it's a concept that is so lost and, and not only underemphasized, it's not even stated that food, every single forkful of food we put in our mouth is instructions. Wow. It's the code. If you want to think of it from a computer perspective, mm -hmm. it's the instructions that allows our body um, to function properly. So the question that we pose to people in the Healthy Transformations program and help them to understand this, and as I'm saying now, um, when you eat, a good question to ask yourself is, what are the instructions that I am currently giving my body? Um, certainly the uh, Canadian breakfast of champion is uh, uh, Tim Hortons and Tim Bits, right? And so if you're about to stick one of those between your lips, you have to ask the question, yes. what are the instructions that I am actually putting between my lips right now? And I don't need to tell you what they are. I think most yes. people really understand that the instructions aren't good. And um, <clears throat> if there's computer people out there, how are you coding? What is the, uh, what are mm -hmm. the, what's the data that you're actually putting into your body? On the other side of the coin, the very, very best food contains these remarkable substances, these mm -hmm. phytonutrients, plant-based nutrients is what phytonutrients are. And, um, and the phytonutrients speak, believe it or not, Kyle, this is a cool thing. They speak directly to our genes. 
they travel, they get into the body through a complex series of biochemical reactions, and it actually directly influences the nature of genetic expression. So you can control the output of your genes by optimizing your food, and you can actually produce adverse genetic effect by doing the opposite. So in summary, what you just said earlier is about it's possible for all of us to have optimum health by just changing the instructions we give our body, really, in the essence of this, right, is we'll be able to do that. Crazy. <laughs> the answer is, yeah. It can't be that simple. Exactly right. It cannot be that simple. Okay. We're, we're getting... Some of the most important things are like right in front of us and we don't do them. I mean, that's, that, that's it. Now, it's, it can be tricky to get yourself to change because we've all lived our lives eating this yucky food um, and it's, there's behavioral stuff and that's where um, my partner Christopher is so beneficial in the program to helping people understand how to make these changes. But anyhow, go ahead. Okay, so this is why I'm saying we could talk so much more of it, but let's just go to our chat room for a second. So I'm curious, I know there's a few of your clients have been on here, people who've been in the program. And if you have been in this program, it's not necessarily about promoting this program, but it's just more around um, if you want to share your experience, maybe that would be a good way for us to hear if you've been in the program, how what resonated with you in the program, because I think people also want to kind of know what's possible, because sometimes we don't believe these things are possible, because so many people have the stories around diet number 15 Di i've been dieting for 15 years and they don't really they hear these things but what do we do with that right mm -hmm. so if anyone's been in the program please let us know what resonated with you as well as what question do you have of either myself or with dr breen that you'd want to know because we did touch on a few things and then i wanted to also while we're getting some of those comments in the chat room dr breen uh, i want to understand what can someone do right now like i mean if you hear all that stuff about that and this and optimization but if someone could just mm -hmm. take a step this week, if just all they got is this week, today, tomorrow, what is one mm -hmm. thing that you would say to them to start doing? What would that be? Um, boy, that's a, there's a zillion places to start. The first that came <laughs> into my mind as you asked me that question was a quote from uh, Michael Pollan, who is, a, who is an author. He's, a, he's not a health provider. Mm -hmm. And his, um, uh, I think it's seven words uh, that he puts out is eat food which means real food, not fake food, eat food, mostly plants, not too much. Eat food, mostly plants, not too much. Mm -hmm. And it, that very, very short thing speaks to a huge amount of information. Real food, plant-based diets, the science is overwhelmingly positive, and that speaks to these nutrients that are in the, in the plants that, uh, um, that help to drive the positive genetic uh, uh, direction and not too much. Again, that's one of the big things is that we've fallen into this uh, phenomenon in our culture, particular Western and North American culture, where the volumes of foods that we um, consume are so much more significant. And yet, all the data is saying that uh, caloric restriction diets have remarkable impacts on improving uh, health outcomes, longevity in particular, that's mm -hmm. a key one, but also not just living long, being sick, living healthfully longer or what we call health span as opposed to lifespan. Mm. Uh, very, very important concept. So I would say that. Think about plant volume, uh, how much, and one of the other things you can get from plants is they're speaking to the phytonutrients and the way that they communicate the instructions. Um, diversity of color, simple concept. Without You don't even have to know what the names of these phytonutrients are. That's right. for the biochemists. Okay. For the consumers, eat yellow, eat red, eat green, eat purple, eat blue. 
as many different plants as you can consume with multiple different colors. And when you're doing that, then you are just exposing yourself to this remarkable array of phytonutrients that, that, that again, create uh, such, such remarkable healthfulness. Okay. Um, one, there's a couple things I want to just mention here before we wrap up, but I love what you just said about eat colors, right? It's really about yeah. if you, you don't even, cause sometimes people get caught up in the, is it, how much broccoli is it beans is better than broccoli? Is it, is it green? Yeah. yeah. Eat it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So if it's yeah. has those yeah. things, you can, because you can't go wrong with it, but also the other, right. not, but, and the other thing on top of that is being mindful. So one does not need to be eating, veggies in a 500 gram right like it's just not mm-hmm. the more the more right you you kind of have to be mindful right. of what your gut can can handle in that right. sitting so to speak is what i heard from that right as well. and, and one yeah and one of the other things that we've we've fallen into the trap of uh interpreting is that one of the functions of food is to make us full yeah and and how did we ever come to that point i think it's because it's so plentiful it's relatively inexpensive mm-hmm. um uh and Therefore, we think that part of our function is to eat food until we have that sense of fullness or and even uncomfortableness in some circumstances. And that's where we get a sense of satiety. And that's, that's a trap um, because we really don't need that. Our bodies are not meant to have that much food in it. It doesn't really thrive when we have that much food right. in it. it. It really works better like a, any kind of mechanical system or a motor that if you overstress it and how do we overstress our digestive system by actually putting too much food in it uh, um, hunger is not a bad thing none of us is going to starve to death that's that's never going to happen but going through <laughs> periods where we don't have food is actually helpful and that gets into the next time i come okay which we can talk about <laughs> we'll talk about i uh, love that uh, okay caloric restriction diets and intermittent fasting and all kinds of cool stuff so dr green in uh 30 seconds or less you know uh pauline allen here made a comment about medication that since she's been on the program that it has helped her with medication and so is there adverse effects to that like it's just if you optimize your health and does that impact people who've been on medication for years yeah um this is something, the answer, the very short answer is, is that optimizing your health allows your body to get to the point where it doesn't require these kinds of things. Um, and, and you said 30 seconds and you know, that's impossible. Um, so, so, so health optimization is essentially the application of what we call upstream treatment instead of downstream is having a condition or a problem and then applying a, a solution, pharmaceutical solution, typically, um, that deals with the consequences. It helps manage the problem, but it doesn't ever really get you out of it. Where when you change your body by moving upstream, particularly with food and other elements as well, you can actually change the body uh, to the point of healthfulness where the medications aren't required anymore. Now, this has to be done with thoughtfulness, right? You just don't do this willy-nilly. There's a, there's a lot of um, important steps to take, consultations with myself and with uh, medical people who had you on the medications in the first place mm-hmm. to know exactly what to do. But is it possible? hundred percent. We see it all the time in our program. Okay. Dr. Green, you know, we're going to have to have you back. Actually, I think we're going to have to have you back a few times just so we can okay. unpack all I this pass. stuff. <laughs> pass. Uh, there's a couple questions I want us to get into the Q&A after. So for those who want to stick around and hear us talk a little bit to Daryl and Pauline after, because they have some questions or comments they want to be able to do it, we'll do that after the meeting. And so do stick around for that. And if you, you can't, that's, that's fine. Um, 30 Hi. seconds or less, Dr. Breen, if folks want to get a hold of of you 
<laughs> if folks want to get a hold of you, I know Catherine's going to put all that information up. Um, yeah. But what does that look like? You know, can they consult with you? Is it because you're a chiropractor, but you're talking about all this other stuff? Like, is, is there a yeah. connection or not? Like, you know, what does that look like? Yeah, yeah, that boy, uh, another 30 second question. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah, honestly, sending uh, 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 an email it would be fine or call my office. I think Kathy's got the number up there. You can set up the time to meet with me. I'm, I'm really, really happy to do that. It's a, it's a fun thing to talk about this and how people can move forward. It can be quite inspiring. Um, it, it fits into the model of uh of chiropractic care and some people don't see that link but but part of this long-term healthfulness and this is the only the 10 second piece of it requires that we have a physical structure that allows us to do these things so managing and taking care of our physical health is part and parcel of the entire thing um, if you ate the very very best foods on earth but sat in a chair for the next 15 years you, you wouldn't be that healthy right we need to be able to take care of the other elements um, of our health. And that's where my own opinion, I think chiropractors and, and I guess this one, if, if I, I'm not as much of a self promoter, um, can, can kind of wrap the whole thing around and, and help people with, with these multiple elements of, of health optimization. That's awesome. Dr. Breen, thank you once again. Folks, again, at the end of the day. Is that a half an hour already? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the question is, Good. what is it that you covet? Health, wealth, and time. And then what is it that you're doing about it? And hopefully you were able to take one or two things around here by having that mindset, by understanding that it's possible for you to be able to optimize your own health. It's not written in stones. It's not your family genetics. It's not any of those right. things. These are, it is possible. So optimization is possible. Possible, please reach out to Dr. Breen. He'll be able to connect with you on that. And if you heard nothing else, I hope you heard that eat colors. Eat your colors. Yeah, yeah, be mindful yeah. of what you're eating. And remember that food is also instructions to your body. So what instructions are you putting in your body? Think about that as you have your breakfast or lunch or dinner today. Um, <laughs> we will see you next week where we will have Motivational Mapper here. The creator of Motivational Mapping, or my co-host, is James Sale. He will be with us next week. Thank you all so much for attending this morning. Um, I apologize. We went over a little bit only because it's a few 10 seconds. That's my fault. We, we will see you uh, <laughs> next week. Stick around for the Q&A. Take care. That was amazing. You know, we were worried. Back. We were worried just not, you know, because we know we had so much to be able to to say, but they just we wanted to make sure we got it all out. So I hope people, folks who were who are still with us that we were able to give you enough because there's so much information on this, especially the amount of misinformation we have been taught along the years. And as we know, I mean, Christopher could talk more to this when we talk about habits. You know, it. It took us a while to get the habits we have, so it's going to take us a yep. while to get out of it, right? Uh, Christopher, do you mind just adding one or two cents on what it's like to be working with this guy and just maybe... 
one or two sentences. Can you hear me? The list is long. Oh, Let me just say the list is long. I'm here with my mom. We had a bit of a family thing to deal with this weekend. So, <laughs> so she's here with us, but, um, but yeah, one or two sentences wouldn't, wouldn't be uh, enough. What I can tell you is that I get to work with uh, Dr. Michael Breen at least once a week in the healthy transformations program with our groups in there and sometimes two or three times a week. And I can tell you that I am, I have never stopped listening and I never run out of information. Uh, my mom has consulted with uh, Dr. Breen as well, um, and his knowledge is incredible. Uh, you know, it's it's endless and and timeless and always up to date. So the, we're really privileged. Go yeah, ahead, mom. The the biggest thing that I had help with was inflammation. If you mm -hmm. do, what Breen tells you, and what Christopher coaches you on you will lose the inflammation in your body. I have osteoporosis and osteoarthritis, and the impact of that is completely minimized because I know how to eat my colors. <laughs> That's awesome. And when we say colors, we're not talking food dye. And not Skittles. <laughs> not, not Skittles. <laughs> no, yeah. Thanks let's, for the clarification. Yeah, we, should have, we should have clarified that. Okay, let's thank you, uh, Christopher uh, and Yvonne, for that information. I wanted to jump in. Is, is Pauline still with us on the call? In the meeting? Is Pauline still here? Yes, she yes, is. I am. Yes, oh, I am. Pauline, yeah. yeah. Can you just <laughs> talk to us a little bit about your comment about you had some medication and all that yeah. stuff? So while I was on the program, the, the one year, full year that I was on the program, I started, uh, I, I had a few, you know, health issues that people in their 50s have and, uh, you know, common things. And uh, I found that once I started eating, you know, the greens, having the green shake every morning and stuff like that. Um, uh, I noticed a difference in how I felt. And then I noticed there were certain meds that I was taking and I was, I was not taking them as often. And then I talked to my own doctor and I said, I don't think I need this anymore. And he's like, well, you know, if you want to try stopping them, see what happens. And so I tried stopping and sure enough, um, I didn't have the symptoms that I had before and I was feeling perfectly fine. And I talked to Dr. Breen about it one day and I'm like, and he's like, well, What's the, thing, what's the thing that's changed? And I said, well, the only thing that's changed is my eating. So then, you know, you fast forward and I've, I've gone through a, a, a massive, massive amount of uh, emotional stuff going on earlier this year. And I did fall off the wagon, so to speak. And I totally, completely ignored. I was not eating my greens. I was not doing anything. And I was noticing those symptoms come back. Come back. I did not want to go back on the medication. Yeah. So I started, you know, slowly implementing myself back again. Right. And guess what? I don't have the symptoms anymore. anymore. That's just fascinating, Dr. Breen. Just like, thank you, Pauline, for sharing that. Dr. Breen, that's just fascinating. It's just, you know, we have these things, we make these changes, and you actually can see what that looks like right away. And to, you know, and that's where the, the muscle memory, you know, sometimes the mindset memory, it just reminds yeah. you of, ah, you've done this before. <laughs> this is what yeah. it looks like. And, and that was it. Like, well, I did notice a really fast change back when I went back right, to eating right. this way again. And, you know, am I perfect in it? No, absolutely mm -hmm, not. Mm -hmm. Still going through some other stuff. And there's some days where it's just like, yeah, you know what? But for the most part, I just feel, I feel better when I'm following right. the plan. Brilliant. What we say, get back yeah. in the box, right? Pauline, thank you. That's very inspirational. Thank you. Any comments on yeah. that, Dr. Breen, before I move on to someone? 
a couple points. One, and, uh, and again, the sales piece, which is not intended to be a sales piece, is the program is so great because we are dealing with both physiological uh, health and behavioral-based health. And, mm-hmm. uh, and Christopher uh, can speak to the, some of the comments that, that uh, Pauline made there about what she did, about kind of getting off track and getting back on again, the reestablishment of, uh, of behavioral patterns. Um, and the other thing that struck me was that there are so many people out there who are on medications who really, truly, and honestly think that this is the only way for them to continue to live, point one, and that number two is that this is how they can be as healthy as they can be. They, they really believe that that's, that's the case, and that's not their fault. That's right. the, the culture in which we live has gotten all of us to interpret that, that our healthfulness is enhanced or amplified or maintained or sustained mm-hmm. by um, this downstream-based treatment. And that's, that's unfortunate because it's the slow decline. You guys all remember the red line on my chart. Right. Uh, that's right. what happens. When you follow that model, that's where you're going. Um, and I say it without being too harsh. That's just the reality. We know that that's the outcome. So, so to get to that mindset position, the mindfulness that, yeah, you know what? I can be better than I am, and I don't have to follow this model that culture uh, and particularly the healthcare culture has set out for me. Big, big, big thing. Yeah. And then even stepping back, right? Like going back to the question is, you know, if I'm not feeling well or something is going on, one could say, what instructions did I give my body today? Right. And we mm-hmm. could also say, what instructions am I giving my mind? Um, can we jump to Andrew Forbes question here really quickly, Dr. Green? I don't know if you see it on your screen yeah. there. Um, I do. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to just read that question? See if, great. Uh, That's a great question. That's a great question there, Andrew. And I, uh, uh, science is interesting, if I may editorialize here for just a moment, <laughs> because uh, there's so many things going on and you get different positions and different interpretations and science evolves over time. And we come to answers, um, not immediately, but, but o- over time. So lectins is one of these interesting things. You have this camp of people in the d- nutritional field that think that we shouldn't consume them. So what is a lectin? Uh, a lectin is a chemical uh, it's a phytochemical. It's a plant, right? It's a, okay. one, of, one of the things I mentioned earlier. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry, Dr. Breen. I just want to, if we could just read the question, just in case someone is oh. listening, they won't hear, they won't know what the question was that Andrew asked. Where it says, uh, what's your take on lectins? He Do lost you... his audio there, Kyle. Okay. Okay. So the question that Andrew asked here is, what is lectins? And uh, do you advocate lectin-free diet? Uh, let's see. Where's Dr. Breen? Can you hear us now, Dr. Breen? I love that phrase. Like, can you hear me now? Like, who came up with that, honestly? His audio is disconnected, Kyle, if you okay. look in the participants box. Yeah. So, Dr. Breen, you might have to call back in. Connecting to audio. Yeah. It's oh, just selecting again. Yeah. Uh, Christopher, uh, Dr. Breen also mentioned that he wanted to borrow Catherine for a while. So, borrow do we just say her. no? <laughs> do we just say no to him? Yeah, yeah just say no to him. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. You know, I've got my mom here with me. Yeah. Like I said, we were dealing with a bit of a family issue this mm-hmm. weekend, which is why she's here. But during, you know, one of the things that uh, my mom has also experienced is uh, mom's been on thyroid medication for 30 years. 30 years. And she, she started eating in the healthy transformations model and she's had to reduce her, her thyroid medication um, yeah. uh, as well. And even with the reduction, I'm still testing high normal 
Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's amazing. You can actually recreate your health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why did you even look at it? But it, it's interesting because you didn't even know, right, Yvonne, that all those things were all connected. You just thought no. it was this or this or that, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, most lay people just don't understand the connection between yeah. uh, food and, and your genetic yeah, it's like what Dr. Right? Dr. Brim was saying about the downstream is that we're, we're so focused on those other effects of this medication needs to f- solve this versus, yeah. okay, well, how did I get into this? What else can I do? I remember doing that with my grandmother's medication. I said, right. Let's go to the doctor and find out why am I taking this? Why do I need this? And or why these yeah. things are happening? So Yes, exactly. Mike's, and, and, Mike's going to rejoin you, Kyle, but we've okay. got lots that we can talk yeah. about in a minute. Okay. He's yeah. going to log out and rejoin. Okay. Conventional, conventional medicine doesn't connect diet with health. They say, oh yeah, eat a healthy diet, follow the Canadian food guide, but that's not good enough. The Canadian food guide gives us way too many sugars. Actually, it's... So Did it, it not was, change, was Christopher? Up, it was updated, yeah, it was updated about a year and a half ago. And, uh, and they, a year and a half or two years ago, I've read it, Dr. Breen has read it. Mm-hmm. They have moved hugely in the direction that the healthy transformations program is moving we still think that they have too many high sugar uh carbohydrates and uh that kind of thing but um uh but but it's moving in the right direction mm-hmm. you know so so it's you know and the, you know it's not to, it's not to bash conventional medicine at all it's to say that it it serves a different purpose so so in their own words there was a a uh, uh, Harvard uh, trained medical doctor who wrote something, I don't know if it was in the Harvard Review, I can't remember what, uh, what it was, but he, he talked about the average diet, uh, diet training that medical practitioners get. So, so your, your general practitioner, your GP, mm-hmm. they on average get eight to nine hours of food related training in the course of their entire degree. So, so the disconnection from our, and this isn't bashing them, it's just something to be aware of, right? It's just something to be aware of that it serves a different purpose. So they, they don't make the connection between food and, and, uh, and health outcomes it, uh, outside yeah. of, you know, common things. They might say things like, you know, if you have a heart attack, cut down on butter, cut down on salt, which actually we don't, we don't actually agree with. You know, we've got people on this program who have removed their blood pressure medication by eating, mm-hmm. you know, higher fat diets mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. So, uh, you know, and we're not talking full ketogenic here either. Full ketogenic is not sustainable for most people. Yeah. It's not sustainable. Well, we'll, we'll definitely have Dr. Breen back on. I just want to end with a comment here that Kathy just mentioned in the chat room right now with, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with her mom, you know, uh, with the cancer doctor and, you know, back to what Christopher just said, you know, you know, these are great doctors and they could be phenomenal in what they do, but they just don't have access to the information that may be current. Right. And so to hear that the doctor said, oh yeah, if you ate differently, yeah. there's no in, there's no impact or no, there's going to be no effect. If I could just comment really quickly on Kathy's yeah. comment there, actually. Um, if you want to feed cancer, eat sugar. Mm-hmm. It, they've tested it in rats. They've tested it in mice. They, if you want to feed cancer, eat sugar. The correlation mm-hmm. is almost absolutely direct. Mike could comment on it in a more scientific way. My yeah. focus is more on the behavioral science. but Yeah. 
Well, well, you'll be nice to have you and Dr. Breen actually uh, closer to that time to come and talk a little bit more about that. But um, guys, I know it's, it's about 45 minutes right now. So thank you so much. Not sure what happened there uh, with Dr. Breen's stuff. So we'll, we'll have his information there again. So you'll be able to kind of connect with him. Uh, it's worth a conversation for you just to at least have the conversation with him and explain your situation because we know people's situations are sometimes quite different. Um, but we will have Dr. Breen back. Dr. Breen, thank you if you were here uh, for joining. <laughs> for joining us today um, and if there's anything we can do please reach out to us thank you so much for participating today have a great week take care goodbye